You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the Kind Book Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Hobes, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. I refuse to participate in today's episode. Oh. Wow, you probably could have just told me I could record it by myself. I do, well, a, I, just I f- do a mean Ben impersonation. I just want the fans to know that folks told me that I sounded, and I quote, okay, just before I hit the record button. And that is that is some next level fucking Loki mind games that I don't I don't I don't appreciate on this podcast. Well, I mean what can I tell you? You gotta exercise your voice more, I don't know. The, at the top of next episode I'm gonna be like, alright, and this is my co-host oh, what is his name? I can't remember. Uh, that, that guy, That's right, Pogues. Uh, I have I have it here in my note card. I have to write it down because I barely know him. I'll just introduce you as Gentry next time. <laughs> he was a perfectly decent friend that I have. Or, or I'm, I'll just say, I'm your host, Pogues, and I'm joined by a guy. I'll demote <laughs> joined, you from co-host. And I'm joined by a co-host, whoever happens to be filling in this week. Um, which may or may not be Pogues. I don't particularly care. This is the kind of animosity that we want to drop in at the top of a mini-show. That's right. <laughs> One of our most listened episode concepts. <laughs> the the two fans who are listening are frightened by <laughs> what this means for the oh, podcast. No. And it's going it's, it's, it's gonna to be a, a post on uh, uh, on Cinema Blend or, or comicbooks.com or whatever. Like, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Screen rant. The, the co-hosts of Not Another Origin Story are arguing. Not another breakup story. Uh-oh. Five, five reasons why Pogues is right and five reasons why Ben's right. Uh, no as, no more. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, I've never actually said our abbreviation out loud. I do not like it. It's more like Naos. Yeah, let's know? go with that. Thing. No as, which sounded at first like I thought you said no ass. And I was like, what a bizarre it beefy might, it might be. we're having. It might be. It might be. I don't know. We haven't seen each other in a bit. I don't know what the status oh, is. Oh, I've got so much butts. Thick two C's. Um, so we're here. To, <laughs> to it's three C's, about... Ben. <laughs> so, oh shit! C's. God damn. Uh, is that is that in metric? I don't understand. Oh. Um, but uh, we are here uh, to talk about, of course, as always, with professionally. a professionally. Professionally. With a demeanor uh, uh, akin to uh, ra- morning radio shock jocks. Um, that we are not here particularly to... good ones either. <laughs> you know, just kind of in like the rust belt somewhere. Like the person who like has to lead in at like six a.m. to <laughs> Howard Stern show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the pair that that just comes on when someone's just trying to make sure they don't miss the intro of a show they actually like. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. Or when you're Toilet driving to the airport in an, when you're in an Uber at like. 3 a.m. to like a red eye flight that like that's what's playing on like this scary man's radio <laughs> it's just two unhinged uh idiots talking about whatever is in the top of their brains and you're afraid to be like could we turn the radio off because you think <laughs> there's a chance he'll kill me and i don't know how well uber tracks my movements these two men are both scary and boring uh please <laughs> please make it stop they have so many sound effects that go boing yoing yoing <laughs> And they say it after delivering really serious grisly news. <laughs> the one guy just said it's raining. Boy, young. I don't. I feel threatened. Um, but <laughs> speaking feel of feeling, but I don't know why. Speaking of feeling threatened and also boy, uh, oh. let's, let's talk about a Carl Urban vehicle that will be I the mean, subject of our next. Let's episode. be honest. Sometimes Carl Urban does get a little boy, young going for him. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, if you've ever seen Almost Human, he's pretty great. If you haven't seen it and you like sci-fi TV shows, I recommend it. It was on Fox and they canceled it after one season because Fox sucks real bad. God damn it, Fox. I digress, though. What Carl uh, Urban movie could it be? Because he's in multiple comic book movies. It's insane the prevalence of Carl Urban. I was realizing the other day because he is in so fucking much. Uh, I mean, he's in the Star Trek reboot movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's in. Uh, he was in that uh, vampire movie we did recently. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was. He was in Priest. He was the bad guy. It was wasn't it just last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two episodes back. Oh, two. Uh, that's right. Well, I, we just I did a, really we just did amazing Spider Man. Spider Man. I mean, he's in the boys TV series. He was in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is he? he was in how is really he doing all this? Doom movie. He was in. He was uh, one of the Reds or possibly both. I forget. Uh, I'm pretty sure both. He's in like the Thor Ragnarok, of course. So he's officially yes. in the MCU. He was like, in, it's crazy. Uh, one of the Riddick movies. The the number of not just movies he's in, but like popular like landmark I, franchises. I mean, like, and I think I think this one's probably the one that I can't believe you didn't mention because it's the one he's most synonymous with. Uh, Pathfinder. That's it, that it, terrible it, movie where he plays a Viking who gets left with Native Americans. Oh no! I thought you were going to refer to Shark in the Park. That honestly. That would be better. Uh, he was in a, a television series called Shark in the Park. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he, was, anyway. he was also in uh, Xena, the Warrior Princess, and Hercules, okay. where he played Julius Caesar. <laughs> Julius Caesar, yeah! I forgot! All right, well, enough talking about how cool Carl Urban is, because, frankly, he's very cool. Well, and it I feels think... like he's cool sometimes, and then other times you think, you got to have a talk with your agent. <laughs> yeah, it is bizarre. We, we, we talked about this on the Priest episode. He was in Priest... Like after doing Star Trek, it's like yes. what? <laughs> it's very, what? it's very weird. He did Star Trek and Red, which Red is not like a great movie, but it was successful. Yeah. Then he and did frankly, Priest. What's insane is now I'm realizing the timeline here. He did Priest, and he then did Dread. Wolf. He went straight into Dread. Yes. <laughs> well, because we have to talk about Dread, because obviously, as you probably picked up by now, Dread 2012 is our movie. The reboot. Uh, of the Judge Dredd franchise, which we've covered before, all the way back in 2016 on episode 21, if memory serves. Um, uh, that is, of course, the, the Stallone one featuring <laughs> Rob, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider, yeah. <laughs> Just climbing out of a spaghetti robot. Yep. Um, oh my that's, God. All, that's all I remember. I um, but, that's the only part so, I really remember. It's insane that the remakes even happened because Judge Dredd wasn't like a famous American property, probably because of the not success of that film. Well, I mean, it wasn't uh, like it was an odd film to be licensed in the first place because it was it's a British comic that never. really yes. I mean, it came to the United States and you could read it, but it was never like people were like, oh, my God, have you been reading Judge Dredd? Like, it oh, didn't yeah, have a, a huge it following. Was- it was undoubtedly for comic nerds. So yeah, it, it certainly Which is have... what makes it insane is they took a property that they knew would not be marketable to anybody but comic fans and then completely changed the story. <laughs> Which yeah, just it's... seems like a weird disconnect. Be like, let me buy this niche thing and then get rid of that demographic and go for the audience that doesn't exist. Pretty bizarre. Um, but when Dread came out, I, it was kind of a bit of a cult hit, ultimately, because lots of, people, lots of people I know, people whose opinion I like, were like, oh, shit, you gotta watch Dread, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty insane. Um, and uh, I remember enjoying it profusely, but Pokes and I were discussing this before. We can't remember, 
or aren't sure if this film is one of those movies that you totally liked and then you saw it again and you didn't like hate it but your opinion definitely yeah, took a few notches it's, down it's like the first time you see it it's like unique or something so interesting that you like forget parts of the movie when you leave you just focus on like something neat and then the next time you watch it you're like jesus there's so much dead space in this movie that i forgot about when i saw it the first time and i'm not necessarily saying that's what's happening here I think I'm, just, with this. I'm, I'm just worried that it might be um, because because uh, 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 I know there's been a long fan uh, outcry to get Dread uh, a sequel, which I understand, but I also understand why it didn't get one, considering that financially it wasn't necessarily killing it. In fact, it is by definition a flop. Yes, uh, as uh, as our one of our good listeners, our good friends Jack uh, mentioned, he missed when we used to do the by the numbers uh, yeah. part of the podcast, which I don't. He had to remind me what it was because it's been so long. So we looked it up. Uh, the movie is estimated to have cost $50 million, which isn't like a huge amount of money. I mean, it is a huge amount of money. But as far as films go in 2020... Not for me. It's not that big. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking to, you know, Jeff Bezos Jr. over here. But... hey uh Opening weekend, $6 million. Not a great sign. And then it's just a decline from there. It ended up grossing $13 million, $13.4 million in the U.S. and Canada. And then $41 million worldwide. So it barely grossed over 50 million so the movie was a failure because you need to gross like i think it's something like 10 to 15 million dollars more than it cost to cover advertising and yeah like overseas distributions and stuff so like this movie lost them money like badly um so i understand why there has not been a uh, a sequel to it uh but i understand i know fans were psyched because unlike the terrible uh sylvester stallone version uh dread like he does in the comics, never removes his helmet, which is uh, yeah, like he never... it's rare in a, a, pro, a TV or movie where you're going to see them pay an actor and then be like, "We're never going to show your face." It's super duper insane in a number of reasons because Dread, as it if you were to play Dread to the book, which they do in a lot of ways, he wears the helmet and also he he should be designed to be unempathetic and unemotional, which, which he is, is. basically which my, is my yeah, which he is, which is basically like saying just don't. Don't do a lot of emoting during your acting, which is kind of a crazy thing to expect from a, an actor in a film. But somehow is the goddamn the coolest thing. Because while I don't remember if Dread is going to be the absolute landmark thing that I thought it was when I first saw it, I do know that Carl Urban fucking kicks shit in this. Oh yeah, I, I remember he believe... manages to do that sourpuss face the how, entire movie. How? I had to bring it up. I wanted to bring it up. How in God's... Try to do it now. Try to keep your mouth, your lips tight, and turn the corners of your mouth straight down to the floor. How is he fucking doing it? Oh, yeah. I can't imagine doing it for as long as he must have had to do it. Like, it must have been painful. And I can't imagine anyone directing the movie insisted upon that i feel like carl urban just like was like i gotta i gotta figure out that scowl (laughs) yeah because i mean if you ever look at the art for uh judge dread he is like depicted as like really a a weird body type but his face he always looks like super like pouty and upset so yeah they nail that there uh my recollection is they nail a lot of the uh, like judge corpse or whatever i don't actually remember what they're called uh but yeah i i think like the premise of this movie i remember thinking like this is gonna be great the, yeah because it was like described as like um raid that uh i think is it I it is extremely like a korean it, movie i forget where it's i from, think it's but... indonesian if I'm not oh mistaken, yeah it might but, be, you uh, might be right yeah yeah 
but but yeah, it, it is it is it is decisively similar to, to to the raid, which I think came out like in like the same year, maybe or a year before actually in 2011. Um, uh, and yeah, it is Indonesian. Um, okay. But but it, it is it is super duper interesting because you know the dread. The Dread series is based on uh, 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 the, the sort of consolidation of humanity into these mega cities, which leads to like apartment buildings that are basically like, their own city, like like neighborhoods, entire like isolated yeah. neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah, they, and they, they house like... and they and they utilize that concept to an incredible effect, in my recollection. Um, uh, so it's really interesting how much they leaned into the source material again of a comic that does not have that broad of a fan base. Um, no, and whose storyline in the comics gets really weird really quick. They, I think they managed because I'm pretty sure there's like weird mutants uh, in the Judge Dredd series, which I think they oh, cut most out. Most certainly there are. They do bring and, in the fact that they, there's people who can read people's minds. Yes, they did. They um, did keep that in. They did. They did indeed. What I'm excited about is this is going to be an excuse for for me to definitely dig up some old Dread comics that I've got knocking around in a box somewhere uh, and reread them uh, or possibly even pick up some, some some of the originals that I don't maybe we don't have because I kind of really want to read some Judge Dread comics and get and get myself on the right note. Yeah, maybe, watch maybe I should try to find a uh, like an omnibus of like the first few, like the first trade paperback collection of like the original stories or something just to see. Because I've actually never read a Judge Dredd comic. I mean, I've read, like, one-shot stuff that was, like, combined with other... You know, where they do those things where they have, like, a bunch of, like, indie comics together in one comic. It is uh, one of those series that that's biggest ask, a- accolade is leaning all the way into its premise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so so uh, Judge Dredd 2012, uh, R-rated film. Fantastic in recollection. Probably still good. We'll, yeah, we'll see what happens when we'll we see. get done. Uh, it is available to stream on Hulu, uh, according to do Google. So if you've got Hulu, if you're subscribed, you can watch it for quote-unquote free. Uh, and watch it along and come back next week where we'll dissect it and uh, I'll probably, you know, harp on something really petty. So that's it? We're just dead? <laughs>